you are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am so excited to be here in my house with my amazing friends. Got a Jamie Geller on the phone, Chaya Frischman in the house, Rafi Bondi. I call him Bondi. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Welcome back to Table for Two. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating at restaurants. I wrote two cookbooks. I do personal chef. Um, and anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call and I'm happy to do it for you. But actually... Now we're in Pesach mode. I spoke about that last week. For those of you who are uh, all Pesach-centric like me, I'm up and running. But in meanwhile, we're going to talk about great food, Purim in between somewhere along there, trip to Dubai with Miriam Schreiber. So we've got lots of fun things happening. I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my foodie adventures, my traveling, well, within within the confines of Corona. <laughs> Uh, and sharing of great food and recipes each week. I love hearing from you guys too, so you can email me, Naomi, at nachamsegel.com and continue the conversation off the air because I love chatting with everyone. Okay, wow. So um, I just want to give a shout-out to some restaurants before we get into the uh, whole show. Is um, I recently had a meal at Fireside. I had an event in Monsi. Um, I, I do these chopped events and a, a company hired me to do something for an end of the year party for their for their workers and we set up this beautiful space um everyone was like it's a huge space but we were like all six feet everyone was six feet apart from each other of course um and we did a chopped event and it was so much fun but right before I went there I made a stop two stops one was at Viennese Chocolate New York in um Williamsburg a very lovely couple, Hasidish couple, set up a beautiful chocolate shop and they gave me a bit of a tour and a really big shout out to them because we had so much fun. They made these really crazy drinks. I had my daughter Leora with me. Yes, she skipped school for the day to hang out with mom. You know, one of those mental health days that we have. Um, So we went and we had these delicious drinks and milk chocolates. It was so much fun. So if you want to go check out Viennese Chocolate in New York, um, in Williamsburg, um, and then after that, the second stop was at Fireside in Monsi. Now, I had been there before. We'd had the original chef, Alex Arima, on the show, um, but he's moved on to do a different restaurant. And I, you know, hadn't been there in a while. And I went there for dinner with my daughter. They invited actually me and Leora to come for dinner. It was amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm like shouting it through the. From the rooftops, we had this steak salad that, and the, the steak came out so medium rare, perfect. You go to a restaurant, they go, how would you like your steak? And, you know, they kind of sometimes get it close to how you actually want it. This one was amazing. Like, I was going crazy. So, Leora had, like, tears in her eyes because she's a big meat eater. <laughs> her eyes are rolling in the back of her head. I'm like, when a when a 12-year-old thinks your food is really good, you know, that the, the restaurant is outstanding and, you know, she's a big foodie. She's eaten everywhere. So um, it was really a big shout out. I, I keep saying it because you got to go check it out. And then um, my husband had to go down to Florida and he actually, um, we're giving a shout out to Fuego's. He ate there and Carmela's in Boca Raton. So Fuego's in like I think Miami Beach, North Miami Beach area and had a fabulous meal. He said the ambiance was incredible. So I'm happy to see they have, you know, some restaurants have indoor, outdoor dining. So you do have choices. Um, and Carmela's in Boca Raton, I have not had a chance to eat there. The sister restaurant is Roadside and I did eat there, which we did a whole show dedicated from uh, the restaurant. But Carmela's is now open for business, dairy. I just want to, if you are going anywhere and, you know, I'm not going to tell people go, not go. Everyone does their own comfort level and they follow the rules. So long as you're following the rules, that's good for me. Just follow the rules. Um, But if you are following the rules and you are in Florida and you are planning to go down there, just make a reservation first. Um, You will not be disappointed when you get there and there's a long line or they're sold out. So just, you know, keep that in mind wherever you go. I always, in general, call ahead to see if a restaurant is still open. Um, And speaking of restaurants, if you are not going out to eat, um, 
order in from the restaurants. Um, they will deliver. Most restaurants will do a delivery that you know, a lot of them do not have dine-in right now, but they will do takeout. Uh, Pescado in Brooklyn definitely does that and many other restaurants as well. Yeah, that's kosher.com has a list as well. So go follow Donnie Klein and go to yeah, that's kosher.com as well as great kosher restaurants. Also, you can put it on his Facebook group. I just wanted to spend a minute talking about the restaurants and giving them support. If you want to support your favorite restaurant and you don't want to eat in right now and you don't want to eat out to do takeout right now, buy them a, buy a gift certificate from them. Keep them afloat. You know, you'll use it in the future or gift it to a friend. But it's just, you know, let's keep the businesses up and running because it is really crazy times right now. Okay. So I'm very lucky to have on my phone, on, on my phone, on the Nachum Siegel Network phone, my very good friend, Jamie Geller, joining us from the Holy Land, who's got an exciting new project. Jamie is so the master at finding incredible food entrepreneurs, uh, businesses to work with, and she has done something in her own name and something she's worked very hard on. Jamie Geller, welcome back to Table for Two. Yay, I love you. Love you more. <laughs> so good to I just want to say, Jamie and I physically saw each other on my trip to Israel. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> it was a highlight. It, it was a highlight. Well, let me just tell you, and all everyone, seeing now it's public because you put on your Instagram the other day, Jamie just made a bar mitzvah. Her first, she has two daughters and then the <laughs> boys and then some boys. Um, so she just made a bar yep. mitzvah. So Mazel Tov. Naomi, thank you so much. And should we tell everyone that you were there when my son Lane for the first time on his proper birthday and we had, you know, no family and, you know, how challenging it is to celebrate Simchas at this time like that. And to have her there, I was like crying and she was next to me and it was like really, really like a gift from Hashem, from God that you were there with me, Naomi. And thank you. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. and, And I can't believe that. You know, the times are like this and your mom can't be there. And, you know, you, you yeah. had your foodie family and, and uh, your mom is wonderful. Like, she's good, good follower, Goldie. Yeah. Big shout out. I'm we love you, Goldie. Send you love. <laughs> Big shout out to I'm Goldie. Love to send you love for my mom. She's like the number one fan of yours. She <laughs> she, enjoys you. She's Naomi. so cute. She's so cute. But really, Jamie, you started a, a brand new project in the middle of Corona. I'm so excited and proud of you. Tell us all about it. So I didn't really start it in the middle of Corona. I started it five years ago. Oh, good to know. <laughs> it, it, just, it just came to fruition in the middle of Corona, and especially due to a number of production delays that I had to do with Corona. So obviously we would have wanted the Spice you know, line to come out. It's the Jamie Geller Spice Collection, and we would have wanted it to come out for Hanukkah, but it came out after Hanukkah. Um, but I said, you know, when you wait 60 months, right, you're working on something for 60 months, What's another few days? You know, we, I really hope that this will be the beginning of a lot of the um, food line uh, dreams that I have and to come to fruition. And I, I, always, I always say this in business, it's not about how you start and it's not about when you start even. It's, you're in it for the long haul. It's about how you end and how you look at the, at the long game. And so here we are, debuted just after Hanukkah, and Hashem has just... just smiled on this and I think uh, I, again I have amazing partners and it's been so so long and so so much in the works but the number one new release and a bestseller on Amazon and the herbs spice and seasoning category is Unbelievable. I'm so, yay. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Jamie sent me her wage for coffee. Now, I've got in front of me so I can make one so everyone can see on our YouTube channel what that is and how to make coffee with Hawaii in it because I have a recipe in my book for Hawaii with chicken soup. It's a different kind of Hawaii. Yeah. What does Hawaii actually mean? That you can have different Hawaii. Completely different. Yeah. Oh, completely different. But what I do want to say to you just first is that we did, everyone is asking, we did no influences for this, no press samples, no PR, no paid advertising, nothing. And I sent this to you. I love to support myself. So I bought it from Amazon. I know. <laughs> she's so cute. And, and she's so cute. And I, and I just want, I always want everyone to know that. So whatever you see, I, I, this is my personal gift to Naomi. Um, I'm, whatever you see in terms of reviews or in terms of people buying, these are real people, authentic people who have bought it 
and are are shouting it out or tagging me or using it just because they're actual they're actual real consumers. And I think that that's really really important. I just wanted to get that across. But Absolutely, it's, I mean, Naomi, I love you so much, and you're such a dear friend. And same way, you know, Jamie and I friends like, actually I, off I, camera. You you caught that right? We're actually friends yes, off the camera. Yes, we yes, I stay at a house for shoppers, you know. Yeah, Naomi stays at my house when Be- she comes to Israel. Before Corona, before Corona. I say, you were the last, the last people to be in our, you know, guest rooms and guest apartment here. And we got even new beds for you and Steve. Oh, and thank you. you. <laughs> Mir- everything is over. Mitzvah so, Mitzvah yeah. I'll come back soon, Jamie, and see you and the grandkids. Amen. My grandkids Amen. and Jamie. And my, I guess, and my kids yes, too. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to make yes, a cup totally. of coffee. Okay. I've, I'm going to make a cup of coffee okay. under your direction with Hawaii coffee. Hawaii for coffee. So I've got with a glass okay. with some coffee in it, like regular. Okay. You know, my favorite so, instant. Right. So the way that I really like to make it is I like to strain it. You'll see it's a beautiful, beautiful, delicate, and perfect balance of cardamom, ginger, cinnamon, and cloves. Um, it's like if you love chai uh, spice, and this spice is for you. And if you're looking for an upgrade to your pumpkin spice, anything that you would pu- use pumpkin spice in, you can use Hawaii for coffee. This is completely different. We also have in the line regular Hawaii, which are used for soups and stews and yeah. all of your savory needs. But this is for your coffee or for any baked goods. So oh, like a pumpkin spice. Okay. Yes. Anything you use a pumpkin spice in. Cakes, cookies. Um, um, fruit dishes, even like I have like a sweet potato casserole. It's great on sweet root vegetables, pasta, creme, um, muffins. Yeah, Jamie. So I'm going to put a, like a half a teaspoon or so in with my coffee. Yes. Yeah, so you could do that. So basically, so that's what I was trying to tell you is I love to strain it. Um, strain because it. it does have a lot of body ingredients to it. So I love to just keep it with the coffee and then put it through some kind of sieve or strainer before I enjoy it. If you're just going to use a sprinkle, then it's lovely and fine. But if you're going to use something more significant, okay, than so like a quarter teaspoon, then I would strain so it. So I'm going to do a quarter of I'm going to do that quarter of a teaspoon. I'm putting it in with my coffee. Okay. Now I'm going to put in okay. half a cup of hot water. Well, I'm not, I'm not actually giving it an amount because I kind of eyeball my coffee. And I love a lot of right. milk. Oh, I'm going to stir it. I'm stirring I with love, my coffee, hot water, I and oh, okay. I love. I'm a big milk girl. You know, people say, "What's your favorite drink?" I'm like right. milk. Okay, here we go. I'm like a two-year-old. <laughs> okay, my granddaughter also loves milk. So, okay, here we go. I'm going to make my bracha. Oh, Jamie, it's really fun. It's like um, refreshing. Actually, that would be like yeah, a way. It's, it's refreshing, right? It's not. It's it is not a wake up call. It's like a wake up. Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yes, it's so interesting. And first of all, it's got that spicy gingery note, which is fantastic. And then it has that like that sweet earthy undertone from the yeah. cinnamon and from the cloves. And so, to me, I can't have my coffee without it. It's and I love my morning coffee. I'm the type that goes to sleep dreaming about it. But it's <laughs> so hum, and it's so clean, and it's so like you can't once you go Elijah coffee, you can never go back. This is it's really, really lovely, and it's um, not calories. You're adding flavor into your coffee nothing. without the calories. People go, oh, "What do you right. want syrup with that?" I'm like, "No, you know, I, I actually don't have any sweetener in my coffee." Um, I people when I go to um, what's it called down here on the, on on, on um, Cedarhurst Ave, uh, Central Central Perk. Central Perk. <laughs> I can't believe I blanked out on that. They already know, but whenever I they're like, do you want uh, any sweeteners? I'm like, I'm sweet enough. <laughs> Sorry, I can't uh, help that. Joke. You are, <laughs> you are. But Naomi, let me just tell you, this I'm the great. type that love my coffee really creamy and really sweet. And ever since I brought the Hawaii for coffee into my life, I actually cut out all the sweetener because it adds so much interest and so much flavor. I don't want to hide it with the sweetener. And it does just want that other thing. I needed something to give my coffee oomph, and this is what that is. It is and I actually, fantastic. I mean, don't freak out. Naomi, I put in a tablespoon in my coffee. I drink about two cups of coffee of like a, with very heavy milk. So I drink like a latte. So it's really like one and a quarter cups of almond milk or soy milk or some kind of like non-dairy milk. I'm the opposite of you. I do not like milk as much as I love dairy, but not milk. And so, and then to that, I put like, you know, a heaping tablespoon 
of coffee, maybe one and a half tablespoons and one tablespoon of Hawaii for coffee. I let that steep and then I, and I push it through a sieve and then it's this like creamy, dreamy, it's very good. It's very good, Jamie. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is incredible. Um, okay, so what brought you to do a spice line? I know on Instagram you gave her this beautiful long story, but a lot not everyone is on Instagram. Um, can you share us that you know the your journey of your spice? Your spice. I've actually sure. everyone on my show today is an entrepreneur, so I'm very excited to share everyone's stories. I just while you were talking, I looked at my my two other guests in the studio, and I'm like, oh, there it. She's an entrepreneur. He's an entrepreneur. Oh, this is going to be great. And you are the leading entrepreneur. Like you're, she's the OG. I'm an entrepreneur. They're pointing to me. You're also an entrepreneur. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. ZK's an entrepreneur. <laughs> okay, so tell us the story of the journey of the spices. So I, it really started for me, the love for spices when I came and moved and made Aliyah to Israel. And that's where like Zafar became part of my life. And I never, ever, ever really used it, you know, 10 years ago in the States. Now we take it for granted, but at that time it was a new and exciting spice to me. Things like Hawaii, Charissa, Baharat, the shawarma spice, sumac. Oh my gosh, I adore sumac. So I started creating a ton of recipes with these spices that, that became the staples, right? They replaced my salt, pepper. I don't want to, nothing replaces the salt and pepper, but let's yeah. call it the garlic powder, onion powder, right? Garlic powder, onion powder, and paprika, right? And after that, the onion soup mix, that's how I learned how to cook with the onion soup mix and the chicken soup mix. So then suddenly my whole world changed and my whole cooking, it became so much more flavorful, so much more exotic, so much more interesting. When I would smell and cook, it would remind me of like being in the shuk. And so I started creating a lot of recipes like this. And at that time, like you couldn't find, and I really want to say for the spice line that I put out now, it's Baharat, Harissa, Hawaii, Hawaii for coffee, Jerusalem mixed grill, uh, shawarma, sumac, and zatar. There's absolutely nothing like this available outside of Israel, period. As much as like a lot of these spices have become more popular, become more commonplace, you know, everyone from the most most mainstream of spice companies putting out their some of their version of some of these, not all of them, nothing compares to sourcing them from the most authentic places here in Israel. And you just you know, and you know this, Naomi, it's not just about, oh, this is what it's like in the shook. Even in the shook, you can get tons of commercial spices these days. You really need to know where to go or which to shop or which barrels. I'm with you. I'm with you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love even on the the back of the jar with you know it says kosher, parv, ou. It says product of Israel. That makes my heart melt, you know. And and a woman entrepreneur product from Israel like this screams like I need this. And also, Jamie, your name yeah. stands for something also, you know. The fact that you put so much effort into getting this up and running and finding and sourcing the best spices. I know I only get my spices, um, my Hawaii, my Hawaii and Zatar, I only buy from Israel. I only use in America the stuff that I bring back yeah. from Israel. And, you know, that onion soup mix um, from Oshrat. Um, on Rehov Yafo. Yeah. Yeah, I've been yeah. shopping there for 10 yeah. years. This is, yeah. you know, Danielle before also has been shopping. Cool. Right, I, I knew about it because, you know, I'd been to Israel a lot um, and Danielle brought it to life to, to uh, so many people. But I've been shopping there for 10 years and I watch her grind the cumin. I watch her grind the cinnamon. Yeah. I was bringing that back with me just now when I was so lucky to go to Israel. I bought back um, the onion soup mix and it's without MSG. So I bought that the the, the yeah. blend that she has there, and I watch her bring back. I watch her grind my cinnamon, my cumin. Um, I bought back different salts, smoke salt, merlot salt, gold salt, all these other things, and then I buy my Hawaii and my my zata. But now I don't have to stress now because I can get it from you from Israel. Yes, yes, and these are all non irradiated, non GMO, no MSG, vegan friendly, all natural, no fillers, no additives, no preservatives, no artificial flavors you know, colors or aromas, everything is premium quality, freshly ground. And one of the things that we're most, most proud about is actually our labels are affixed by people with special needs here in Israel. So, Oh, um, my God, I love that. Yes, yeah. So I don't know if you've noticed. 
if, you know, but you'll notice in some of the labels, and you didn't get all of your spices yet, um, but they're, they're all coming to you. I ordered you one of everything. Oh, my God, Jamie. One was enough. I'll, I can buy the rest. Yeah. <laughs> there might be some air bubbles, and that's because they're fixed by hands with people in special needs in a village in the north. So there's so much love that went into the sourcing, the, the, um, the grinding, the blending, the hand packaging, the hand labeling. And I, I just, you know, I got so, I worked on this for five years and I tried so many different ways from Sunday. I know everyone didn't see the story on it. I put it on Instagram, I put it on Facebook, I put it on my website. But so a lot of people did want to partner and there were a lot of opportunities along the way and a lot of lucrative opportunities. Um, but people didn't want to source from Israel. It was much cheaper for them. They pro- First, they were like, we could do better here. That was with the first potential partner. Then the second partner said, okay, at least send us your samples and we will, um, we'll, you know, reformulate them and retroactively create them back into them and the rest uh-huh. of the people will, in our lab here, here. No, nothing was coming out right. And it's so hard to get right and like that's how we actually hit stuff and a lot of them don't people don't put in sumac and they don't put in toasted sesame seeds and so there's so many things that go into this and along the way um there were so many disappointments and so many failed partnerships and so many failed samples and so we couldn't you know we couldn't get the formulation right you know when people refuse to source because of financial reasons i had people who tell me if i break the partnership with them you know i'll I'll never have a chance in the industry you know without them if i didn't go like you know, really big, and I was scared for a long time then to relaunch after that if I would be, I don't know, blackballed or kept off the supermarket shelves. I had so many branding experts along the way tell me, do not use your name on the spices. Um, it's much, much better to create another brand. Don't nah, use, you nah, know, your name. Nah, we, yeah. We all, we're so I, we're I with you. Jamie Geller sells. You have a huge, right. <laughs> beloved fan base. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's so interesting. But they gave me riots. Like, they gave me riots from the Rachel Ray the world. They said all of her name brand products that she put out did not do well. Giada De Laurentiis, her name brand products did not do well. And also, I just, hold on a second. I'm sorry, I just need to take a sip of water. I've been, like, talking all day. So <laughs> they brought, like, real-world riots of people with real brand names in the food space that did try to put out their own um, consumer packaged goods and products of this nature in the food space. And they said for for um, pots and pans and things like in the culinary space that are non-food, yes, you can use your name. And I heard it over and over and over again for five years, but don't use your name on food. And and on and on and on the list goes, you know, when it comes to an entrepreneur doing things the way you think it should be done or getting all the advice from the best experts in the world. And in the end of the day, I, like we launched exclusively on Amazon. I mean, I don't want to go into the stores and, and it's been unbelievable. I'm I'm so proud of you. Everyone said don't even use Amazon. People are like, don't even go on Amazon. Oh my god! You know, like who doesn't use Amazon? And some of the people, yeah, and some of the no, but people are not on a lot of on Amazon. A lot of these like sort of small, they're on there just to be there because they can't afford to ignore it. But it's not actually a revenue generating um, platform for them. And the whole hushkafa, like I, I, I just feel like I turned the whole model of putting out products on its head and would change the whole hushkafa outlook in terms of how to use Amazon and how to leverage it correctly, and especially for food products and like not even in the stores. And I, even when we get requests for the stores, we say no. I love it. I love it. I love it, Jamie. It's great. The packaging is beautiful. The product is beautiful. Guys, you got to go grab Jamie. I'm going to buy them. I don't. <laughs> I want to tell everyone go buy them. They are just. I've had the coffee so well, far. When, uh, uh, yes. I mean, I, I, like I said, I personally bought them and gifted them to you. Thank you. And like thank I said, we're not doing any influencer, any advertising, any press. Everything is organic and free on word of mouth. But I, my hope is that once you try them, you will want to buy them. Okay. <laughs> and that's why we're, you know, Jamie comes on the show at least once, what, two, two times a year at least for sure. I'm looking at ZK for the numbers. ZK's like, more, more. Jamie's a frequent guest on the show. Um, and, you know, we try to you know, share with what's, what you're up to and life in Israel. And I, Actually, let's just take a side note. What's going on in Israel today? Another Seger, right? It's, yeah, another one. Oh, we're in one, but they decided it's for real now. Oh, for <laughs> real. Jamie, how yeah, amazing yeah. I came so, when I did, hey? Believable, Naomi, that you got in and that you came when you did because right now um, this uh, we're going on starting Thursday at midnight. It's going to be an intense 10-day lockdown. The numbers are higher than they ever were. And so um, 
Yeah, we're, we're in it right now. Okay. We're in it very much so. Jamie, I want to wish you all the best. Hatzlacha for an incredible project, Amen. another new uh, journey Amen. in business. And you're really a rock star and a really inspiration to so many people who have businesses. And we're going to talk to two more of them right here, right now. I want to wish you a good Shabbos, Jamie, and I'll hopefully I get to see you soon. Oh, I love you. I miss you already. Good job. All right. Good job. I miss you too. You said hi at there. Yeah, hi at Frischman. Hey, babe. Good. All right. Thanks, Jamie. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk. Everyone, uh, Jamie, uh, how do they find the product? On Amazon. Jamie Geller Spices. Very easy. On Amazon. Yes, on Amazon. The only thing they need to know right now, it's only available in the U.S. So through Amazon Canada, Amazon UK. Not yet, but we're, we're working we're on working it. We're working on it. Okay, global bestseller coming up. Right now, it's a national yeah. bestseller in the United States. Thank you, Jamie, for joining us all the way from Israel. Wow. <laughs> when Jamie and I talk, when I stay at her place, we, could, we stay up like very late talking. As you can see, we really schmooze a lot. We have a lot of long, long... We both started in the food industry around the same time. She was a little bit ahead and she just... Really, a leader, a leader in the industry. Okay, guys, so, hi. I have Rafi Bondi all the way from Baltimore. Not quite, Muncie, but Muncie. close enough. Why do I think Baltimore? Because <laughs> I was born in Baltimore. Okay, maybe that's why. But can I just so. tell you something about Rafi? His last name is B-O-N-D-I. In Australia, that's pronounced Bondi, right? Mm-hmm. So I am from the town of Bondi Beach. It's like, you know. A city town in in Sydney, Australia, where the, the Jewish shtetl, the main one of the first Jewish shtetls, um, and he told me his name is Rafi Bondi. I'm like, no, it's Bondi. So I actually gave him a hat. I know I should have brought the hat. Saying I Bondi. I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> Bondi. Yeah. So, yeah, we had it on our fridge for a while in my parents' house. Just a, a picture. We like we couldn't believe there was a place Bondi Beach. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what we called it, of course. But uh, it's Bondi. I sat there for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to get you some more when Australia opens up. So joining me is. Is uh, Rafi Bondi? I'm gonna end up saying Bondi. It's fine. Bondi is fine. It's your show. Your rules. <laughs> you have to it's, forgive it's, me. No it's like problem. tomato, tomato. <laughs> he is the entrepreneur behind the olive oil trading company. A an incredible. Uh, well, why don't you talk about what your company is? And also, I'm just going to introduce Chaya Frischman. She's been on the show many times, but yeah. not in ages. No, but it's not cold today like it was that other... We always seem to do it in the winter, and it's always below zero. So I'm so happy to be in your warm house. And I didn't, I didn't schlep you all the way to Manhattan. Right. Right. So <laughs> but those were fun rides. They were fun rides. But okay, so let's talk to Rafi, and then we're going to bring in Chaya, and then we'll all talk together and eat fruit and drink olive oil. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay, so pull out the olive oil. We got it over there. I just see good pass in the box. Okay, ZK. Thank you, ZK. Okay, so Thank Rafi you. is the backer, founder, ba- founder, right? Yeah, of I guess you could call it that. Um, the olive trading company. And what we do is we. Uh, I love I your. I love this olive oil. I it's know. Be- I love the packaging. Yeah, I know, beautiful. right? Packaging, packaging. You know, like look at this easy. stunning packaging. Yes, Jamie's. Absolutely. His. Yeah, it's in a big it's deal packaging. before you even open it. Well, right. I know, you know, when you do a cookbook, the most important picture you take is the front cover. Right. Okay. Yeah, so packaging is a big deal, especially now when you sell online a lot. That's mm-hmm. People look at it. They want to present something, you know. It's like a bottle of wine. Exactly. So yes. that's exactly what we're about. You have companies that import just wine, and they have different flavors of wine and different regions of wine and different varieties of wine. It's the same idea with olive oil. Obviously, it's not known as you know the same kind of thing but it's definitely um a thing where every region every cultivar every type of like you know cabernet merlot same kind of idea even the places where you make it or how you make it the age which vintage it all makes a difference so we basically have a couple lines um this is one of them this is the one that we you see in the kosher market um you know we sell it online too but um it comes from chile now that's different than what you would think where right. olive oil is from. That's right. what I think is really different and special about this. It's not your typical Mediterranean grown in Italy or grown in that region of the world. R- correct. And also similar like wine. I mean, it's kind of California, right? I mean, back, you know, the history, the French were always the king of wine until one day California came along. And, and kicked they it were, in the... They were just right there. In the vine. And, <laughs> and even in the, in this, you know, Argentina, Australia, and, you know, Chile... All places became wine-producing regions, and in the same vein, they, you know, a lot of the oil, you know, people who either moved to the U.S., you know, a lot of Spanish back in the 
they when they first came to California, they planted olive trees. So anywhere where they grow, it's kind of just the people there have either adopted it or they bought it from their home country, and they've flourished in places like you know Australia, Argentina, Chile, California, and many Be- more. Because where the terroir is good, right. growth is good. You want to explain what terroir is? So that's for those based- of you who've not listened to <laughs> Jay Booksbaum or Gabriel Geller, right. my wine guys, explain what terroir is. You can right. take it. So that basically means earth and how the ground affects the the flavor of. The t- Taste of product. the climate. Right. So I don't, you know, taste dirt or anything like that. I don't know if the people in oil are like that with wine, you know, but um, we, it definitely makes a difference. And as long as the climate's right and the temperatures are correct, you can you can grow fantastic olive oil in, in any places. I mean, we import from Chile and from Greece too, and we have some from California. But um, for the kosher market, we just felt this this company, we don't. It wasn't, you know, it's their, it's their, their place. It's one family farm in Chile, and they do everything from it's growing, single pressing, sourced, single source. Each one is its own variety. Um, they have actually six varieties, but we only we, we import for now three. Um, and they, like I said, it's a single source, but not only from one specific farm, but they have their own mill and they have their own bottling. So everything's done there with their... Fresh, fresh, fresh. Fresh, fresh, fresh. So what they do even better than some of what they do in Spain or Italy is that they have a, they built a very modern place. So basically their farm is very, everything's super up to date and a lot of machinery is used where they can make it you know, cost effective where these are not super expensive and but still produce a fantastic product that's as best as anywhere in Italy. You know, they win awards and shows and, you know, just basic competitions to you know, make sure the quality is there. And their machinery that they use to press the oil and to make sure the bottle oil is done quick, quick, quick. It's, you know, 90 minutes from when they pick it to when they press it. And then, you know, right after the, the pressing stage isn't that long, they, you know, it's a process and then they bottle it. So, and they can, we've had when from when they bottle actually I mean, that's what I think I gave you a bottle when within a month or two from when they bottle it they could already ship it out so it was amazing yeah, right. <laughs> it was amazing Rafi knows I love the olive sure, oil right so but um a lot of you know a lot of people just aren't familiar with it so you know because ultimately a single source a single place and you're competing against these massive brands that have been doing it for a hundred years where they just you know mix and match from all over and it's just a big commodity that you know like very like similar to what Jamie's saying like just spices you could have the same cardamom and cinnamon in this from one place and it doesn't taste like another person who makes it so olive oil for sure it's, it's a, an organic product in a sense that you know it deteriorates over time it starts to lose its flavor if you use spoiled olives you can make really bad oil that smells funny and which is why most people don't like olive oil they're like olive oil ew it's like it's gross you know right who's needs olive oil what do you do with it you know so um this is then they smell it and that's already like wow this doesn't smell like that weird you know fusty smell or whatever and you know then you taste and use it and how did you get into this like i like olive oil i never thought to start importing olive oil right (laughs) you're too busy (laughs) i might like something even like jamie she likes spices but i couldn't start a spice company like how did, not yet, not yet, you know. Yeah, right. No, no, no. <laughs> Something else, whatever. But I'll find my. Th- I have my thing. Right. You'll find- how did you? How did a nice boy from Monty yeah. st- find olive oil and produce it? Like, what was your? There are great olive oils, kosher olive oils on the market. In fact, hundred percent extra virgin olive oil doesn't need a hechsha or right. a kosher pesach hechsha. Right. That's that. That was actually one of the the one of the advantages. I'm keeping this like, for pesach, by the way. These are quote-unquote, they don't have a hexture. This is from Greece. This is from Italy. So, you know, mm. we have... Um, that looks like that liquor, the orange liquor. Yeah, in the I mean, they, you can do whatever you Sarah. want with the bottles. It's not like you're, you're limited. So you can right. get creative and you can you can do whatever you want. So um, that was a benefit, actually, that you don't need a hexture. So I was able to taste and source from wherever I wanted, really. It was all open because, you know... It's, you know, you can just try it and then obviously to sell to kosher market, people don't understand it. They, you want it to have a hexer, you know, right. these are under the OU, for example. But I've had it, you know, several years over the years, just different places, whether it be a, a restaurant or somewhere. And I always thought it tasted fantastic. And I never, I couldn't recreate it at home. You know what I mean? It's just like you taste it with the bread, with whatever you got and just like doesn't sound you right. You can make or the bread, extra, you just can't right. olive oil, right? <laughs> you know, back when I would try extra light, extra rich, I didn't even know the difference, you know, the acidity, it didn't, it didn't really matter. But um, and then, you know, I discovered that it's, no, it's a big deal. <laughs> you know, they're the Italians. Amazing. 
I, it happens to be funny because when I saw him, I'm like, did your sister eat by so-and-so's house for Shabbos year, like a few months ago? Are you the, that olive oil guy? So I actually tasted his olive oil oh, on the Shabbos table. Funny. It was Chai delicious. is a food writer. So this oh, one actually be, I'm a book shitter. I'm going to call my editor. I have to speak to this Right, honey, honey, sure. we need you. Right, you know, exactly. last licks, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I just, you know, I thought of that this morning when, when I was both having you. And then when Jamie was on the interview, I'm like, oh, everyone here's an entrepreneur. Right. Well, entrepreneurs. <laughs> so. We're all very tired. <laughs> <laughs> Baruch right? It's a good thing. Yeah, listen, it's it's fun to do, you know, to introduce people to something that really tastes fantastic, you know. So, um, and then just with tasting, and then I had just doing whatever I was originally doing was a lot of import, you know, kind of business, and you know, just that that process. That's the that's the hard, one so of the you, difficult parts of the process. So I, you know, using that skill of importing and ah. then marrying it to, and you know, it wasn't something from the far east where there's a million people doing the same thing. You know, this was, you know, you have to go to very specific locations and regions, and and I found an opportunity to really learn about olive oil from you know there was a course that I was able to take where I really Ooh. met good people. And <laughs> really? Olive oil course. Yeah. That's good olive so oil. you know, I say I'm going to do it. Right. You got to do it right. You know, you can't just you know wing it on your own. So I, yeah, I wanted to make sure if I'm going to do it and I'm going to learn about it, it's got to be authentic so you know I, I got you know my training I guess you would say just to know what what's going on what why why some taste better than others and you know, what is it ultimately so is it just that it's fresh is it just that it's low acidity like what's the acidity what's the chemical composition why does the sum smell good why doesn't it smell good so you know like the standard is 0.8 acidity right and then I don't even know what that means right uh, what so, does that mean we're gonna get to it so like these are 0.2 so it sounds great but what is it so it turns out when you just the olives fall from the trees and they start to rot within 24 hours, basically. So a lot of places they'll just gather together and they'll make oil from that and it smells gross, right? So what? when that process starts, when the acidity goes up, it starts to like ferment or whatever you want to, you know, whatever you describe. So low acidity means it's clean olive. It's, it was fresh. It went got into the press right away, and it didn't oxidize or deteriorate. So there was like real science marrying to what you were tasting that kind of made oh this is really authentic. Like this isn't just you know. Um, something people are, you know, being snobby about just because this is actually quite real. So that was a very fascinating experience. So once you believed in something and it wasn't available and, you know, you have a little... You see a hole in the market. That's what I did. (laughs) And then, yeah, so that was... So we started with this and, you know, we're going to see where it goes from here, you know, but that's... Right now the focus is on having different brands of olive oil and, you know, we'll see what happens next. I'm so excited to see what happens. <laughs> okay, how did you start on your packaging? Like, is this their packaging or so your own I, packaging? I don't, you know, I guess Michilas Jamie Geller. I wasn't into private label because I don't have that kind of name. Right, but Jamie's And to been, make another yeah. brand. And I, I found like, one, people like authentic. They know exactly where it came from. Here, I mean... You know, you, you see, you don't understand right away what it means because you don't think of it wine, but these bottles tell you exactly where it came from. There's no, I'm not part of it, you know, so. So they, they so already Alonzo, made this, they say, designed this. Alonzo. It's all theirs. I wanted it to be theirs because I wanted to, you know, just represent them basically as, as pure right. as I could. And Alonzo was their family name. It was, uh, you know, man, he came over Alonso. from Spain. And, yeah. And, and it's in Spanish just, the front. Yeah. So we're going to upgrade that to make it English at some point. Okay. You know, that would be great. Um, I can't even it's read it. It's so nice. It's authentic in Spanish. Like, yeah, it, it, so I, I go back and forth. You have to have it uh, like on one side here. Sp- we, right. we have, me and Kaya like okay. advisors. Right. <laughs> Brand advisors. Here in Spanish cooking. and on the back in English. Right, yeah. so we had a little bit in English. We don't want it too much, you know, but. It's more um, quaint that way. I can't read I know, right? We go, I know, don't ask. We go back and forth on it. It's But, you know, if someone comes <laughs> to the store and you're trying to teach people you know, what it's about, and they just read Spanish, they're not going to buy, you know, so people have to know what they're, they're buying a little bit too, so. Is this yours? This is not mine either, that's uh, an Italian, a little f- family farm in the Puglia region of Italy. So you, they sent this to you? They, I import it, I sell it online. Oh, you sell this? I sell it online. Do you have a website that people I can do buy? I have a website, Ooh. or Amazon, or Amazon. people like Amazon, it's definitely possible. You know why? It's two clicks. It really makes a difference. I know. My book can be cheaper on, on ArtScroll sometimes. Doesn't matter. If they have to go in, start an account on ArtScroll, nope. they will swipe away. Yeah, and they if get... You buy go, now. <laughs> buy yeah. now. Buy now, right? Click, exactly. Click. Well, just now I bought... I bought some stuff that um, Chai was telling me about to waken up my sense of smell. Because sure. it's, you know, since I had Corona about... Week one of Corona, I had it in the beginning, and my smell's not fully back yet. She's like, "Oh, there's a smell therapy you could do. I can smell a little bit, right? So that's why it allows me to taste. Thank God." Um, and she said, "Oh, there's a smell therapy you can get. So in two clicks, 
click of my a swipe and a click of my side of my th- I bought on Apple Pay. Nice. Right. That's so, it. Right? right. Exactly. So that's what you want. You want everyone I, I'm to I'm happy have people you- go to Amazon. You know, if you feel comfortable there, I tell them, go ahead, go on Amazon, buy it there. You can read all the reviews, the lovely reviews, and, and you can have complete confidence. And if it doesn't come, one click, you get your money back. You know, it's two-day shipping, one-day shipping, and you're done. So I'm very happy to sell through Amazon. I mean, it, you know, it, it makes things easier for the customer. It makes it easier for me. Go ahead, buy it on Amazon, you know. Right. So, um uh, so Amazon is definitely you know a place you can search Alonzo on Amazon. You'll see it pop right off. You know, I love so. it. I love it. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, great. Um, I'm going to introduce yeah, Hiya now, and sure. we're going to little, well, little. This is so hard for me because usually I'm the interviewer. I have my, my <laughs> column in Mishpacha is about interviewing people. And I'm like, I have all these questions. Close your mouth. This is not your interview. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so funny because Hiya and I. Hi went to I, college together. I knew when she was Jennifer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sometimes Jennifer at the bank. <laughs> I'm always, I'm sometimes Naomi, but I'm always Naomi. <laughs> um, sometimes they call me Mora because I was a teacher for a long time. So when I see my little too. students mm-hmm. that are grown up men, right. and they'll still stop me and they go, hi, Mora Naomi, these are my children. I'm like, oh, gee, I just got old. <laughs> I have some 35-year-olds who stop me. I'm all refreshment. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm still 20. I don't know how they right, turn 35. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Right, yeah, 35. You must have started young. Yes, I was six years old. Okay. <laughs> You're so cute. Chai. Chai is very funny. She's a great writer. Uh, she, in fact, helped do the write-ups in front of – and they forwards in my yes. cookbook. I was very proud um, of her. And she came and recipe tested with me, and I'm a big fan of her food and her writings and her brain. She's full of great <laughs> – Knowledge so and a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of great knowledge. We're actually going to have a little fruit cutting demonstration here. Cool. She, along with her husband Eliyahu, have a fruit business out of the five towns. In fact, she's drinking a cup of tea out of I'm a so mug proud. she gave me. <laughs> Aren't you proud that I have it? Still? I'm very, very <laughs> honored. Not just proud, honored. Because I get a lot of stuff, and I'm like, that's my friend. I'm keeping her there glass. You go. It's all about um, the they run a business called Fruit Platters and More, where they do fruits, platters, fruit platters, um, dips, sorbets. Um, Soups? Soups, yeah. We sell chocolate also. Remember we did excellent chocolate last time? Oh. I, I distribute their chocolate now. Okay, yeah. You know, I'm glad to still they're up and running. Yes. If so it grows from the ground, I sell it, except for <laughs> things that have become legal, but I've not made them legal in my business to sell them. <laughs> well, we stay tuned. <laughs> right. Thank you, Governor Cuomo. We start selling brownies. Now. You'll know what's in them. <laughs> All the, yeah, whatever. I'm not even going to go down that line. Okay, so what have we got here today? I'm having Chaya on the show because Tumishva is Tumishva. coming. Wow. It's like really soon. Um, it might be in the middle of winter break. I'll tell you when it is because I've been thinking about it since um, the end of Sukkot. <laughs> right, it's like me with Pesach. Right, exactly. Um, I remember I have three weddings the week of Tu Bishvat and I'm like, Hashem, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? But Baruch Hashem. Friends we, weddings? Yeah, like the kind of weddings you cannot not your go besties, to. You, be, you better show up. So Baruch Hashem. Sim, we know nowadays Simchas. You just run to Simchas because you're so happy. But Tu Bishvat is actually an easier holiday for us because we really have a system. We've been are in the business for 15 years already. And our Tu Bishvat platters, they sell, thank God, because there's like a variety. And it's also like an homage to the to the holiday. I mean, there are people who have Tu Bishvat seders. They yep. come with we four once different colors. Yes. Didn't we once do one. I think it was red with, wine, rosé. And we had, we had, were you there with um, Russell I feel from like with the J and F? I, feel, I think I was with Bookspam. Different. With Jay Bookspam. Yeah. yeah. We also did one I with Russell. I got very drunk at that one. <laughs> just a little taste. Just a little taste. Swipe me off the floor after her. Yeah, yeah. She couldn't drive home. No, no. she could. <laughs> you drove me home. I drove you home. <laughs> so basically, what we try to do is to have a little bit something for everyone. Our business is basically nut-free, except for Tubishvat time. We tell people, you know, if you're afraid of nuts, don't come near. Um, so we have nuts, assorted nuts, because the mitzvah on Tubishvat is to honor the trees. You know, now in the winter, we don't see the sap coming. It's, it's all working out underneath the um, the trees. And Tubishvat when the sap starts rising. So that means like spring is coming. <laughs> we don't have to be in this cold weather. So we, we honor those trees. And by that, we're eating, you know, high eights. We sell fruit. And people are like, oh, this make me a fruit platter of a Tubishvat. I'm like, 75% of my platters are hadama. I mean, melons and pineapples. But the Sheva Minim, I was just, you know, Googling it quickly. Yeah. That's right. So we have the, <laughs> we have the olives right here. Now you're from Israel. Right. Yeah. Right. All we we're missing like, is... We had uh, 
Jamie from Israel, right? right? And, and olive oils from all over. From all over. <laughs> so we have grapes, um, we have pomegranates, we have figs, we have dates. We don't have pomegranates today because um, we like to do them fresh, fresh. And we had a hard time finding the ones that we consider. But we'll have for Tu Bishvat, God willing. And also people less, people call me and they'll say, okay, what bracha do I make first? Because there's really a certain order you're supposed to make brachas when Which it is comes what? Out. So let's, let's do those brachas now. I'm pretty sure um, that... Grapes are first. Okay, I'm right? going to take your grapes. Go for it. But you only have to make one bracha because it's eight. But in terms of which one would you choose as your first bracha would be the grape because it's eight. Okay, I'm going to make unless a you hate you Unless you hate grapes. You have to do it on main. Unless you have to make a bracha on something you mm. really, really like. But for me, the Tubishva platter is all about the color. It's just so pretty. And I love how you got the most delicious looking and tasting fruit. Leah, who's the man? He's oh the, he's the man. my God. You can help yourself. I'm watching her. This, this grape is like an apple. It's as big as an apple. I was telling ZK the last time that we were on, I didn't mm. know that we were going to be on video also because it was just audio the time before. And I found the video on, on YouTube and I found myself just chewing online. And I was like, I am never eating in front of a camera. So, right, so now I, I, I give so everyone the You're experts. You're experts at doing it. I am so not doing to talk <laughs> this anyway. This is delicious. So there's some things on this platter that are actually unusual. My favorite okay, thing to different? point out. So a lot of people don't eat blood oranges. Um, blood oranges, Why? Uh, they just don't know. They think they're like, they hear the word blood. <laughs> Maybe right. they freak out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but there's a blo- there's blood orange. And over here... What do they call it? Cara Cara? No, so Cara Cara is this one, which is like oh. a pink orange. Um, it's it's a little up. bit more... Oh, cool. It's a little bit more... Um, here, get, take a bloodier one. I have customers like, can I have those bloody oranges? And I'm like, that just <laughs> sounds wrong. And then you have a regular, you know, sun-kissed navel. And the, the color difference is really stark. Yeah, yeah, you know, the caracara I find to be a, most like a little bit, not bitter, but like grapefruity, I guess. You this know, one, call right? it. That's, that's the blood orange. The, bl- the blood orange is also, you can get from Italy. Yeah. From, you know, you can get blood oranges from Italy. You can get what from California. Sometimes we get them and they're like mm. deep red. And sometimes the ones from Italy are very light, but they're very sweet. What's this one? That's a regular orange. Good this old is delicious. delicious. You know what? <laughs> Just this give you an delicious. apple. <laughs> exactly. <Yum>. Exactly. Baruch <laughs> Hashem. But there's some things here like the papaya is hadama. Mm. Um, even the dried pineapple. Sure. Uh, we would have um, blueberries. Ask your... L-O-R, because blueberries, um, some people make a, a dama on blueberries. Whenever I have blueberries, it's usually on a platter, so I just make the haets on something else, and I'll make, you know, uh, blueberries, I think, is a machlok, it's because it's like a low really? bush. Um, I will not paskin on the videos. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, say. And also, in terms of brachos, you know, fresh is better. <laughs> um, fresh is better to make a bracha on versus dried. So, you know, if you'd have, uh-huh. let's say, maybe, well, raisins are not, raisins already are, are grapes, um, but we, we don't make... Um, like well, we guess we make our eights on them also. That's ZK's but, um, hand. Exactly. Take a handful. <laughs> Pan going in there. There's some really cool things also that got dried. The beginning of the business years ago, it was like you got your mishmish, you got your apricot, and you were lucky if you had some carob, and that was like your tubish platter. You go into the stores in, in, in town, or we have we actually get our we have a distributor that we sends us cases and cases of it. Um, I mean. Peaches and plums, dried lychee. I mean, it's incredible. I've never incredible. had dried lychee. Yeah, dried lychee. I will try to get you some dried lychee. God oh, willing. I'd be down for that. <laughs> Me oh. and Naomi are like lychee fans. I have a lychee sorbet also. Oh, I couldn't I find any it. for you. Oh. It's, it's not. In, well, well, I'll make you some. Don't oh, worry. My God, I um, love mango lychee. is very popular, and in Israel, like we have the less sweetened mango, so What's we try to get that one. Let leather in Israel. What apricot leather. Yeah, that's well, like leather, apricot. like leather. No, the the actual um, may. Oh, right, that's delicious, and then no sugar added. It's incredible. It's it's incredible. Its own sugar. Yeah, it doesn't need its own sugar. We actually have. We sell in our business. Um, well, we don't sell it because our children eat it before we can sell it. <laughs> we have two dehydrators, and we make um, homemade fruit leather, which I can. T- it's so easy for everyone to make at home, and that's that's also like fruit leather, no sugar added. People. So, what can we? Like people who want to order from you that don't live in the tri-state area or... Though I do have friends in Brooklyn. I send people to all the time. Oh, okay. Pesha. We send people to Pesha. Okay, Pesha. Pesha. Etty Stern has edible. And each of my friends... We have a fruit chat. We have a fruit platter chat on WhatsApp. That is so <laughs> I started nice. it because we all have questions in the business and some people are more... I'm from Chicago. I have, I think, from Australia. I have from Florida. And me and Etty actually became very close. Me and Pesha... Um, well, her name isn't Pesha. It's Rachel. Yeah, and yeah. Fezzi, Every um, I love We them. send customers to each other. Like, they are the experts in drive. I heard that the girls who make the chocolate cocoa bombs, yeah, they also have a chat. 
Do they really? Yeah. Goldie Seabrow is going right. to come on on next week's show. Oh, great. And she's going to bring me her cocoa bombs because I'm all about the Get food the trends. Little, little uh, snowman ones are so cute. Okay, whatever she brings I me. I got them I for my know. birthday. I think it's the funniest thing. They are delicious. So I try to have food trends on the show. So that's one Absolutely. of them. And she told me there's a chat and they sure. send each other and help each other. Because you didn't wait. We just want to help each other. Like, there's no competition. Sometimes someone will call and say, oh, I can. Etty will deliver to the five towns and I'll say, please take the customer. I'd rather, like, Hashem has figured out our Parnassah. That's what Tubishvat's also about. All of our bounty is from Hashem. You know, we don't know what we're, what's coming every day. And, and Corona has even taught us. You know, people thought, oh, we're not going to be so busy because of Corona. But we had people who started buying tons of gifts for each other because they were stuck in the house. Um, so Baruch Hashem, we definitely um, have a lot of things. So there's dried cherries. There's dried blueberries. That's always so interesting. I'm trying to think what was on so the... So can we just talk about carobs? What, we can, and I, do, I wish I can tell you. All I know is that my dentist does not appreciate when I've had a piece of carob, but people are obsessed with it. It's something to do with Shimar Ban Yochai, right? So can't, maybe there's a carob tree. That's like he survived on, on Boxer. This is Boxer. Boxer. Yeah, he survived okay, on carob. Okay, so I'm going to snap it in half. This is a dry... Dried carob. Carob. What does it look like when it's not dry? I don't know. I mean, actually, that's true. I went to Eretisrael and I saw it when it was like a baby, baby plant. When you go in the summer, you see passion fruits when they're babies. Yeah, you see like um, sabras when they're when they're so babies. So how do I eat this? How do I eat this? I break People it in half. Chew it. They chew it like. like this? Do I eat the seed inside? Yeah, you'd everything. The whole thing. Okay. I have a lady who buys five pounds of carob every tubishvad, and I'm like, enjoy. The beauty of also. I to like it. Yeah, the, I've had it before. The beauty of it also is again, I'm not eating on. I'm eating on the video. You are so good at it. No, um, the I've, but then again, there's some people who just want the typical. They want the apple chips. They want you know the the apricot, and they want peaches the peaches are delicious also if you want to try one over here the peaches and the plums the plums are a little bit more um but tart people, uh, guys i encourage everyone i always tell everyone to watch on the youtube channel as well so they right. can see or even if they click part of it right that way they can see as well you, we're a multi-experience show right sensory multi sensory show we hear, we see, we, we smell. Taste, we start we smelling. Smell. Hopefully, we'll smell soon. Better. Amen, amen. You have to try the kiwi. It's like my favorite. Really? It's just got a nice bite to it. And um, what's interesting so is I have customers green. who are allergic to some fruit in certain forms, but not in other forms. Yeah, I, I think people are quite often allergic to kiwi, mango, and pineapple. pineapple, pineapple. The tropical fruits. Yeah, yeah. But some I, of them can eat it once it's cooked. I know someone who can't have fruit unless it's cooked. So ooh, it's, it's so sweet. It's sweet. Yeah, I, that's why. Maybe that's why I like. It. <laughs> it's very so yummy. I do not have a crazy sweet tooth. Go drink some of the Hawaii. <laughs> I'll drink some of the coffee. But can I just, you know what Rafi's doing over there? He's off camera. Rafi is pouring, but you can pour here. I yeah, pour, can't pour on the side. Yeah, so, it's not so, alcohol. I'll be able so, to walk out of so here. So Rafi, Rafi is pouring us olive oil to drink. Yeah, we'll have okay. everything. We have figs and dates, and we yeah. have the grapes. So we're gonna no have everything going on here. It sounds good. Okay, so I'm just gnashing on the uh, carrot. I always make sure to like, when I go somewhere, I know it's going to be a long time, like have my yogurt before you go. Otherwise, I would just devour the platter. So what is, now I'm going to ask her some quick questions. She has an article in Mishpacha magazine. Soundbites, yeah. Soundbites. Mine is called um, Off the Off the Eaten Track. Eaten track road, yeah? something I've got like, another yes. article due soon too. I've got to get on. <laughs> we have this I conversation ha- every time we speak. I hate I writing. I hate writing. But it's worth coming just, love, to meet, just to meet Mr. Right, but I love, I love working for Mishpacha and I love Hani Naim and Michal Frischman and the entire team. In the food uh, business, people are really nice. It's hard to write for me. Like I'm more of a talker. So I try to... I've helped my, you with some articles, yes, if I'm not mistaken. I, I try to put down in paper what I would say, but you know, it doesn't right. always come out. Um, but um, I, now I'm going to ask you questions like you ask your... Right, I know. Okay, what is the craziest fruit you've eaten? Well... Or the craziest thing you've eaten? The cra- Well, you know, during Rosh Hashanah time, we sell like Shachiano platters and you have to find something you've never had before. And you have to find something you've never had before that really is a ha'at and not a secret uh, ha'adama. Like, um, we always call it the... The spiky, I can't remember now. Like dragon fruits are her eight. And it's funny because dragon fruits, you can get them like all year long. My friend Etty, Etty Stern, she gets dragon fruits all the time. That would probably be the most Ooh. interesting fruit I've tasted that I would actually eat again. Um, rambutan, which is uh, like a yeah. lychee, lychee, but it's, it's I hairy. Call it his hairy cousin. The hairy yeah. cousin. Uh, I, had, I had it in. Um, Mangosteen's also related to them. You ever have mangosteen? Yeah, I had it. I had it in. Um, I don't know if I, I'm sure I've had mangosteen through you. 
Yeah, I put it on my my shakhi and stuff. But I, I had it when I was in Thailand. Oh, wow. Yes. You see, if you go to the Chinese market, you can get amazing things because they're so unusual. And I even some of the, from South America, some of the um, mame sapota, which is like, I call it the sweet avocado because it's got the flesh of avocado, it's got the shape, and I'll buy them. You know, no one else is buying. After, after Rosh Hashanah, no one's buying the weird fruits except for me. And they'll be like, oh, mame, we have it in our country also. And they and they eat it like here. A passion fruit in America will cost you two, three, four dollars. You get them in like, yeah, depending on the season, and people eat them wrong. You have to wait till they're super, super, you know, squished and shriveled. Yeah, yeah. And in in certain countries in South America, they're like ten cents because Australian passion fruit's very they're cheap. They're so much cheaper, and that's why their recipe is like recipe with passion fruit pulp. Forget it. I'm like, I can't afford that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You might as well fly it. Exactly, exactly. So not that's so that's the weirdest. I would eat what I know that exists because I'm a little bit picky and a little bit like the two year old who's durian, durian, jackfruit, all that stuff. Like durian in in Thailand, you're not allowed to open it inside a hotel room, right? Because they can't get the smell out. It's It's terrible. (laughs) Oh, but they say it's delicious. I don't know. I'll take the word for it. I think I've had it, but I'm. I'm, I just they still have canned in Trader Joe's on the Lower East Side. They sell it. They crack it open outdoors. Yeah. Um, after a show once, with, when remember ZK when the shows are on the Lower East Side. Oh, I hope to go back to that next season. Okay, but I love doing the shows from the house because everybody comes to me. Okay, so we're gonna try now. Rafi's actually got some glasses, and we're gonna try. We're gonna drink some olive oil. You don't have to. You just smell five it if minutes. you want. But I, I recommend it. Five minutes? People drink it like yeah. really like no, a drink. No, you drink it just to taste it. See, obviously you're supposed to use it in food. Okay, so I like it the glasses. What's the difference so the, between oh, them? What am glasses, I doing? Glasses, these are just, you get a smell. You get the full thing. These are small like wine glasses have that mm-hmm. curve. But this is for olive oil. You just I can need smell a little this. Bit. You can smell it. And then the color is just, you don't, it's really for a judging thing. You don't want to judge by the color. Mm-hmm. And like, not like wine, which is color is a big deal. Color can throw you off. You think it's very dark. It's very like grassy, strong. So and that's why you light, put it in a dark mellow, glass. Put it in a dark glass so you don't see the color. Oh, smart. Yeah. So, so then, what do I do? And then smell you it? sniff it and quick, like little mouthful. I'm going to You got to be brave. Do you switch it? Do you I'll switch do it? it? You got to switch no it around. I will, okay. Let it sit in. Like this? You know, exactly like that. You would taste the wine, I guess, you know? And then... <laughs> She's so brave. So she, and then you gotta swallow. <laughs> no spittoon. Because <laughs> you're not gonna get drunk. Swirl. Very smooth. Very, very smooth. smooth. So this is very light, and then it's gonna come. You're gonna get a little like burn in the back, a little like pepperness. Now you tell her. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm getting the pepperness. Right, you got oh my and god, this is amazing. Now what's the, the, Yeah. Now what's the No, I'm, and then you. If you would use it with a piece of bread, it would taste a little different. Mm. And then you use it with a different food, it has a different, you know, just okay. playing. It's interesting. Well, I'm not going to eat the bread now. But right. We're not okay, gonna, but this is, this is how you do I it. I love how it. Your senses are cured now, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I just say, but I totally feel the pepper finish right. so at the like end. So it's like a spice. And it's it's cool. amazing. A little bitter, a little sweet, a little, like, you know, fruit going on. So it's just, there's a lot going try on. Another just one. a boring oil. So now this is like a little strong. This like, okay. will have different notes. More difference? like an herby kind of, oh, you just smell. Pepper. Oh, okay. No, 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 I'm my nose. Right. Like, yeah, squeezing it to like, right. you know. Just, just smell it, you know. Um, this is a fruitier smell. Right. It's a little strong. See, I, I do have you're smell. Good natural. I do have smell. You're I such do. a natural. I'm right, but no, I, I'm, minus, I'm minus <laughs> 90% of my smell, but I, also different smell pitches, like hearing, right. is better than others. And also a lot of taste is on your tongue. You don't even realize taste comes on your tongue that's not related to smell. Right. So when okay. you taste it, it's different. Okay. Yeah. Was I right about the fr- this is fruitier? Yeah, it's a little fruitier. Oh, it's just, it's a little different. You know, also like with wine, the more you get used to it, the easier it is to tell a difference. Otherwise, they start tasting the same, you know, when you first start, but they all have a little different kick. It's, is it the variety it, or is it because variety. you caught them before they fell on the ground or something? It's everything. It's, well, Naomi's having something going on. No? It's something's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. not a peppery finish, it's an acidic finish. Am I right? Like citrus? Yeah, it's a little bitter. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's more bitter for sure. So bitterness, people get like, that's one of the hard things selling this. Good olive oil, like olives, you ever have olive before you pickle it? It's totally bitter and mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. Good olive oil, if it's just, you know, squeezed straight from the olive, it's going to be bitter. It's just it's what good. It, it's good. And it's like an onion. You just have to know how to All use right, it. All right, let me do another so, one. This is good. So fun. Okay, okay. let's try this. And I'm not going to tell you anything. You tell me, you know. I'm swelling it like wine. <laughs> Gabe Geller, look what you've taught me. And Jay Booksbaum. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's a reset. And every year, every vintage will taste totally it's different. A, so this is right. So this is interesting. This is this all. This smells just... like a tomato. Yes, very good. Wow. <laughs> oh, good. They'll say it like unripe tomato. That's what they'll call, like tomato really? leaf. You know, like kind of like I'm that. So <laughs> very proud of you. Oh my god, I'm so happy. 
Right. Your order. So well, back from that's the, your order. The you first thing, it. it's a little grassy. You know, that's like you think of fresh cut grass. That's what you taste. And they all have different notes. Like tomato. This one. this one has like an herby kind of smell. This one has like apples. You know, yeah. you can get different ones. I it's, smell grass. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because you said it. What it tastes like a tomato. It's right. It, that's weird because it's it's an olive. Why does it taste like it? So that's the ground. That's the variety. That's a real fresh fruit. Tastes like a fresh and it fruit. Has if a, it's not a fresh fruit, it's it won't taste like It's a very strong finish. This is the strongest mm-hmm. one. Yeah. From them. I mean, this is like, there are other ones that are even it's stronger. Like, wow. And, it's still going. It's still, it's still going. As it it's, goes down your throat, it trick the strength just goes down your throat with you. That's, yeah. I mean, Amazing. I might be nah, cured. Just taste, maybe, taste oh. this one. Oh, one more? So maybe take a drink of water first. Okay. I Do you cook coffee? These are only so dressed. I don't have any left. I've only uh, got coffee. Uh, yeah, good day, coffee. Okay. <laughs> Great mix. Finishing out the show, wine. <laughs> oh, wash. I've had fruit, I have coffee, I have Just oil. Just take a little bit of that. And, right, I didn't do this first. <laughs> take a little bit. It's that. okay if you don't get anything. I didn't, I'm not smelling anything particular. Good. Is that good? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, good. It's lousy I'm, oil. <laughs> it's lousy oil. Yeah, but you got to taste it too. The placebo oil? It's bland. Yeah, right, because it's like lifeless. It's been sitting around my house for a while in like some generic brand, and I'm like, oh, this is a good example, the contrast. Mm. You right. Know, you got to taste right. the bad ones right. to you appreciate can, the good ones. You can totally see you the said difference I didn't, between did I, each I oil. I didn't say anything to you, and you're like, I'm not smelling anything. you know? And it's, I'm thinking, I'm it's my nose, but right. my nose is working because right. I, I smell everything correctly. Right. And then, oh, my God, amazing. <laughs> and then it just gets accentuated in food. And all in the food, you really tell the flavors. Like, it's simple food. Like, even a piece of toast, some salt, and olive oil, obviously, everyone's, everyone's favorite way of using it. And then the flavors really come to life, kind of. It's very interesting how they interact with food. It makes it even more, you know, you taste it like this, just taste it if it's actually, you know, the food doesn't, you know if it's actually good. But then, to actually enjoy it, you want to use it with, on a piece of bread. So, I mean, that's a tricky thing, though. People eat it with, you know, Take a piece of sourdough bread, dip it in, and they tell me it was amazing. I have it once a week, Friday night. Okay, that's <laughs> what I'm gonna do. I can't wait. I need some sourdough bread. Right. Calling all, I stopped baking it. It was, but, it was too caloric for right. me. Guys, thank you so much. Thank I you. cannot believe an so hour fun. goes like this. We yeah, could do. It really does. You guys need to come back on the show again. Absolutely, absolutely. Invite us. Okay, guys. We've got music sponsored by our friends at Kerem right up until Lichbenching. I want to wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Single Network. Wishing you all Shabbat Shalom.